Another court loss for Trump wingman Rudy Giuliani, the disgraced lawyer making headline after headline after losing a defamation lawsuit from two Georgia election workers whom he smeared during the 2020 election and its aftermath. Giuliani singled out these two civil servants, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, falsely accusing them of tampering with ballots. Here's a reminder of just some of the deranged claims he made. Tape earlier in the day of Ruby Freeman and Shea Freeman Moss and one other gentleman quite obviously surreptitiously passing around USB ports as if they're vials of heroin or cocaine. I mean, it's, our it's, it's obvious to anyone who's a criminal investigator or prosecutor, they are engaged in surreptitious illegal activity again that day. And after a week ago, and they're still walking around Georgia lying. Should have been, they should have been, uh, should have been questioned already. Uh, their places of work, their homes should have been searched for evidence of ballots evidence of USB ports, for evidence of voter fraud. Those comments were blatantly false. First of all, it wasn't a USB port. It was a ginger mint, a candy that they were passing and eating. Two, the votes had been counted multiple times with essentially the same results. So why did Rudy Giuliani continue to repeat this lie? Well, he was taking his cues from his former boss, then President Trump. Here's part of the call. Trump made to Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger trying to overturn the results. He, he names R R Ruby Freeman. We had uh, at least 18,000 that's on tape. We had them counted very painstakingly. 18,000 voters uh, having to do with uh, Ruby Freeman. That's, uh, she's a vote scammer, a professional vote scammer and hustler. Sure is interesting language that Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani use about these two black women. As a result, both Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman say they've received death threats. Strangers have shown up at their doorstep in the middle of the night. Even Kanye West's former publicist, uh, Trevion Cudi, apparently showed up to pressure them to lie, saying they rigged the election for ball Biden, falsely, of course. But because of the previous threats against her, Freeman called the police in that case. At the suggestion of an officer, the women agreed to meet at the police station. Watch this moment from police body cam footage. I cannot say what specifically will uh, take place. I just know that it will disrupt your freedom and Now, Giuliani did not contest in court that he made those false and defamatory statements. That isn't because he's apologizing for them. It's because he failed to respond to multiple subpoenas for information in the case. According to Giuliani, it costs too much to maintain electronic records. The judge was not amused, writing in a 57-page memo, quote, perhaps he's made the calculation that his overall litigation risks are minimized by not complying. The judge went on to say, quote, withholding required discovery in this case has consequences. Regardless, the damage to both Moss and Freeman's lives has already been done. I felt like it was all my fault. Like, if I would have never decided to be an elections worker, like, I could have done anything else, but that's what I decided to do. And now people are lying and spreading rumors and lies and attacking my mom. I've lost my name and I've lost my reputation. I've lost my sense of security.
all because a group of people starting with number 45 and his ally, Rudy Giuliani, decided to scapegoat me and my daughter, Shay. Now, following the ruling, both women expressed gratitude, saying in part, quote, what we went through after the 2020 election was a living nightmare. Rudy Giuliani helped unleash a wave of hatred and threats we never could have imagined. The fight to rebuild our reputations and to repair the damage to our lives is not over, unquote. Here with me is Michael Gottlieb, the attorney for Shea Moss and, and Ruby Freeman. We should know you're, you're representing them pro bono? That's right, Jake. Okay. How are your clients feeling after the judge's ruling, and, and how are they attempting to rebuild their reputations? They're obviously um, very happy with the ruling. It is vindication of what they've been saying for two years now, and it is uh, recognition that um, their efforts, which have been truly courageous in being willing to stand up to very powerful people uh, while facing death threats, while having their entire lives upended, that their efforts meant something and that there will be accountability and that people like Rudy Giuliani can't just hide behind the judicial system and refuse to comply. Uh, so they're, they're happy, they recognize that there are more steps to be taken and that there's still a long road forward to repairing their reputations and uh, getting back to some semblance of normalcy in their life, but they're, they're very happy with the result. It is odd, to say the least, to see a, a former U.S. attorney, somebody known for enforcing laws like Rudy Giuliani, not only as a defendant, uh, but is refusing to even comply with a court. Uh, and I'm wondering, is this, do you think, in your judgment, because he is now just this bizarre person that says and does weird things, and so he is just not responding to a judge the way that normal human beings would? Or do you think he's made the calculation, if I actually comply, then there'll be discovery, and then they'll find worse stuff, and so it's better for me just to have to pay even if this ends up being $10 million, then showing my records, my electronic records to a judge who might find worse things in there than defamation. Well, we all say and do weird things from time to time, Jake, but I, uh, I can't possibly claim to inhabit the, the reasoning or mind of uh, Mr. Giuliani or his legal team on why they've chosen not to comply. What I can say is, um, based on what we found in the case from third parties, and Every piece of evidence that we have gotten in this case has been through clawing and scratching to get it. No one has just complied with the subpoenas that we've turned over to third parties, the various people who worked with Mr. Giuliani and his legal team during the campaign. We've had to fight for it, all of it. Um, and what I can say is that what we have gotten has been very helpful in proving our case, improving the agreement and understanding that uh, Giuliani reached with a number of other people to engage in this campaign against our clients. Um, so as the court, I think, uh, rightly pointed out in, in its opinion, um, it's reasonable for, you know, for any reasonable person to infer that the reason he's not turning this stuff over is because it'd be harmful to his interests, whether here with, or with respect to other uh, uh, plaintiffs who are out there in the world or with respect to the criminal cases that are pending. Right, there are criminal charges he's facing. Who knows what's in those electronic records? The judge says that Giuliani still owes $90,000 for Freeman and Moss's attorney's fees in the case. Obviously, it costs money to represent people, even if you're doing so pro bono. Uh, money he owes you. You told Caitlin Collins you're going to be pursuing damages in the, in the coming months. What action do you plan on taking? And do you think that your clients are going to see money from Rudy Giuliani? Because he seems to be claiming that he's basically poor. Yeah, I mean, we'll follow the trail to the end of the earth to get some accountability for our clients here. And I'm confident that we will see money after we obtain a damages award. So where we are in the case now, 
There's been a finding of liability, and the judge has set has asked for uh, the parties to set a trial date for damages sometime between November and February. And that is the point at which we'll be able to quantify uh, the harm financially that, has, uh, that our clients have suffered. Uh, and then, of course, we'll have to go out and try to enforce that. And it's not uncommon for many defendants out in the world to claim that they can't satisfy judgments that people receive. We saw Alex Jones try to do this with the Sandy Hook families. Mm. Um, there, you know, we would expect that uh, Mr. Giuliani will probably attempt to do the same thing. But we have the tools of the legal system available to us to uh, make sure we pursue whatever assets he may have to recover for our clients for whatever award we're able to obtain. So the judge noted regarding the damages trial uh, that the election workers, your clients, could try to show that Rudy's false claims were intended to make money for himself. Um, is that part of the strategy? Um, I mean, definitely we can demonstrate and intend to demonstrate that um, much of the time when he was defaming our clients, he was doing so on his podcast, on his radio show. Those types of, uh, of media obviously bring with them advertising revenue and uh, the sort of recognition and notoriety that comes along with being constantly in the news brings other additional opportunities, whether it's personal brand or whether it's, um, you know, uh, the revenue streams associated with a podcast or a radio show. So, yes, that's part of the strategy is to demonstrate, um, uh, the part of the strategy will be to demonstrate that this was a money-making opportunity and that um, that money-making opportunity came at the direct expense of our clients. Uh, lastly, when you hear the language that Trump and Giuliani used to defame your, your clients, hustler, uh, passing around the USB port as if it's uh, cocaine or heroin. Um, they're painting a very vivid picture. One might argue uh, engaging in racist tropes. Uh, what do you think of all that? Uh, I think it's not a coincidence, the language that was used. Um, and to be clear, it was not a USB. Uh, no, it was a ginger man, <laughs> right. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's hard to miss the, uh, the overtones that are associated with language like that and comparisons like that. And it's, you know, I mean, it's just, a, it's, it's offensive coming from um, an individual that, you know, spent uh, a long career in criminal justice and understands that you're not supposed to make accusations about people without any evidence whatsoever for doing so. so. He seems to have forgotten a lot of that. It would appear so. Attorney Mike Gottlieb, thank you so much, and please send our best wishes to your clients. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me.